With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well connected enough to get the real story and bold enough to tell it. Stay informed with Vicki McKenna on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. I'm Vicki McKenna. Hey, we didn't hear it updated in the news because actually as the news was being read, the story was breaking that O.J. Simpson has been granted parole. And very unapologetic, very defiant, O.J. Simpson was granted parole when asked, um, what was he thinking when he got a bunch of people, pals of his, to try to steal memorabilia from a uh, Vegas casino. What was he thinking? <laughs> he said, this stuff was mine. Um, never, never, you know, copped to, uh, to having committed a crime, uh, even though somebody actually um, pulled a gun on another person uh, and threatened to shoot him. But in any case, O.J. Simpson's out. So that's the update on that story. And Scott, here is your your um, your job, because I couldn't find it in a couple of minutes before the top of the show, if you don't mind. And that is, did did the state of California actually say to O.J. Simpson that the memorabilia he was plotting to steal was actually his in the first place? Find out if that's in fact true, because O.J. said that it is parole uh, hearing today. He was granted parole, but he said the state of California said that stuff's mine. I paid almost no attention to this story. Some of you who are, um, who are you know, geeks on this story, you probably already know the answer to that. Um, but, if, but I would like to know if it is true that, in fact, the memorabilia that was hanging in that Las Vegas casino was, in fact, O.J. Simpson's in the first place. Anyway, there's, there's the, the breaking news. Uh, the lead singer, I think, of Linkin Park committed suicide i don't know if anybody cares about that but uh yeah i do news you care about that well yeah they were one of my favorite bands a while back i saw them live they were never one of my favorite bands chester bennington lead singer chester bennington of lincoln park uh is said to have committed suicide at the age of 41 um they were never one of my favorite bands I did, however, see them live. I worked at a radio station that was giving away tickets, and they said to the staff, would you like to come? And they were very good. I was surprised at how, um, at how much I enjoyed the show. I was I expected to hate the show, and I ended up enjoying the show. So for you music fans out there, particularly you Linkin Park fans, um, I don't have any details on that story, but there you have it. All right, so here's what's coming up on the program today. Um, as absolutely nobody would not have predicted... The investigation of the special counsel has already leapfrogged from an investigation over the question of whether or not there is any reason to accuse Donald Trump of obstruction in an employment dispute with James Comey. 
to a full-on investigation of Trump's business dealings. Who, did, who, who on the planet didn't think that was going to happen? It is absolutely, I think at this point, necessary, as politically difficult as it's going to be, for Trump to fire the special counsel. Here's why. The reason why you don't want this thing to go on without any controls, and it has no controls, because a special counsel has pretty much the authority to investigate any questions he wants to. In this case, Robert Mueller. He has the authority to investigate any questions he wants to. Um, Investigations without any limits on them become investigations in perpetuity. The longer an investigation goes on, think about the John Doe investigation, which had no fewer, I think, it it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 different iterations. What ends up happening in these open-ended investigations is you keep investigating. You, you, you start with a question. This also explains, by the way, the investigation into the Valerie Plame deal under George W. Bush. You start with a basic question of, you know, in this case, in Trump's case, is was there any obstruction? Is there any obstruction between, you know, committed by Donald Trump and related to the James Comey firing because he had conversations asking him to dial back on the Flynn investigation. Is there obstruction there? Um, In fairly short order, you answer that question because it seems even on its face that the answer to that question is no. Now you're done. Now you simply have what's left over, and that is the Russia counterintelligence investigation, which has been ongoing for many years. It's not about Trump. The Russia counterintelligence investigation has been ongoing for many years because we need an ongoing investigation into the counter counterintelligence investigation into what Russia is doing. What kind of propaganda efforts they're engaged in, what kind of nefarious efforts they're engaged in, Um, you know, different ways they've been trying to penetrate secure systems. Have they been trying to hack? Is the hacking of the DNC and the RNC, the attempt of the RNC, uh, is that related to the Russian government's action? That, that's the counterintelligence investigation. We want to know how deep they've molded, they've burrowed into our system, and we want to have an idea of the tools they're using. Mueller, as a special counsel, because Jeff Sessions recused himself, and it was a it was a mistake for him to recuse himself. Instead of being limited to simply manning the counterintelligence investigation related to Russia, has been given authority as a special investigator to conduct an additional investigation, which has now become an investigation into Trump's business dealings. They're going to find somebody doing something wrong. It's just what investigators do. It's why in the Valerie Plame investigation under George W. Bush, Nobody was ever accused of leaking Valerie Plame's name. By the way, the first person who leaked Valerie Plame's name was her husband. So nobody actually got nailed for leaking Valerie Plame's name. Who got nailed? I. Lewis Libby got nailed because he misremembered a set of facts when he was asked to recall them before the special investigator.
and was racked up on what? Obstruction of justice charges. Someone's going to get nailed unless somebody pulls the plug on this investigation. And no matter whether it has anything to do with Russia collusion or not, that is what the story will be. And it will do nothing except distract members of Congress from getting anything meaningful done. I hope Trump pulls the plug on it. We'll be right back. You know how this is going to go, folks. You do, because you've seen this movie before. Here's how it's going to go. There, the investigation now has escaped containment, as everybody who is any common sense expected it would. Once you appoint a special counsel and you essentially give that special counsel carte blanche to investigate without any parameters of the investigation, the investigation will continue to go on. That's what investigators do. They investigate. So now we have apparently asked and answered the question, did Donald Trump commit an act of obstruction when he asked James Comey to go easy on Mike Flynn? Clearly the answer is no, or we'd have heard something by now. Now apparently what is going on is the investigation is looking into Trump's business dealings. Well, folks, I'm not saying this because I think Trump is a corrupt businessman. I don't know anything about his business dealings. But when you put a federal investigator with armed with the entirety of the federal criminal an administrative code to wield again single person on the planet. Someone's getting racked up on something because it's the nature of the beast. You have plenty of examples of that. The Valerie Plame investigation is a great example of that. Um, the John Doe investigation is a great example of that. The investigation into, into Travelgate under the Doyle administration is a great example of that. Someone's going to get racked up on something, whether it has to do with the initial argument to launch the investigation in the first place or not. Kelly Reinfleisch had no business being convicted as a felon of any kind of offense related to the John Doe investigation. The John Doe investigation was supposed to be about investigating who stole a couple of tens of thousands of dollars from a veterans charity in Milwaukee. It turned into a witch hunt for Scott Walker. Kelly Reinfleisch wasn't part of the witch hunt for Scott Walker. She just got swept up in the nonsense and the mania of the ongoing leapfrogging investigation that had no end until finally a court shut it down. That's the only way the John Doe investigation ended in Wisconsin. Darlene Wink had no business being convicted of a, of a misdemeanor offense. In the John Doe investigation, it had nothing to do with the original reason why the John Doe was was launched in the first place, which was to investigate who stole about $26,000 from a veterans charity in Milwaukee. She, she typed a favorable comment about Scott Walker on the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's website while she was at her desk. She was convicted of a misdemeanor. Kelly Reinfleisch made the mistake of not walking out the door before she answered on her smartphone an email from one of her subcontracted clients for her part-time job. But she didn't walk outside the door before she logged onto her smartphone and typed a quick, quick email back to Brett Davis's campaign. She got racked up on a felony. That's what happens with these investigations when they have no constraints, and that's exactly where the Mueller investigation is eventually going to go. Someone's getting racked up on something. Nobody got racked up on releasing Valerie Plame, a, a CIA agent's name, to the public. 
I. Lewis Libby got racked up on obstruction of justice charges because he misremembered a conversation he had with then NBC news anchor Tim Russert in his conversation under oath with Patrick Fitzgerald, the independent counsel in the Valerie Plame affair. It had nothing to do with Valerie Plame. He went to prison. He went to prison for that. Someone's getting racked up on this if Trump doesn't pull the plug on it or if the Republicans don't pull the plug on it. And it's going to have some short term pain because the media will have a a, a conniption. And then they'll move on to something else. Will, welcome to the program. Howdy. Good. Well, I do know one thing. Um, it's not usual for a president to sit in the Oval Office with the ambassador of an uh, adversary like Russia and tell them that. Um, he got rid of the problem, Comey. Uh, so if indeed Mueller is investigating um, connections in terms of Trump's business, uh, I think it is right, especially with uh, um, Trump's strong uh, relationship with, with the Russians. Who, what president would sit in the Oval Office and tell our adversaries that he's glad that, and, and that, you know, the FBI director... It's basically out of the picture now. So things are going so, to so be well, okay. So when, when President Obama sat down right next to, um, to uh, Putin and said, hey, after I get reelected, this is all going to be so much more easy. I'm going to have a whole lot more lead time and a whole lot more leeway here with you. Don't you worry, my friend. That didn't bug you at all, though, because Russia was our adversary. Actually, um, Russia, we have diplomatic relations with Russia, but it didn't bother you when President Obama was willing to essentially turn a blind eye or when Hillary Clinton was willing to work with Russia to help them secure a significant portion of the uranium deposits in the world so that her foundation could there get lots of money. She wanted to be leader of the free... That didn't bother you at all, though. There was an ongoing FBI investigation. Okay. Yeah, there was there an ongoing... Inve- yeah, no, you're wrong. Well, no. Hey, hey, pal. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. Hey, Will. The FBI investigation into Russia counterintelligence has been ongoing for a very long time. It you're started, right. so it started you're, you're in the Obama administration. So, so, so nobody wanted to fire. investigate Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama but, as so this FBI investigation fire. was ongoing, but this is okay. The investigator and tell the Russians that you're glad that he's fired. Now we can go on. I say, you know what I say? I say you keep beating that dead horse, my friend. You keep doing well, it. Because you don't have anything to say. That's why you say that. I, there, there there, you tell FBI, me where the there is. There hey, tell me, tell me, hey, Will. I know you're insane, and I know you're frothing at the mouth because you think that this is somehow going to result in, a, in an impeachable offense. How is, having a, how, how is having a conversation... What's I was having a conversation. Hey, Will, put him down for, for the love of all that's holy, my God. Shut the hell up. I'm asking you a question. Now, don't hang up on him. You can bring him back up. He's probably still talking because he doesn't listen. I got rid ha- of no. our trouble. Put him down. Put him down for a second. Now, now, let's put him up one more time and see if he's still talking. All right, he finally shut up. All right, so, Will, my question is, is it okay for Donald Trump or President... Now, pot him down again, because he won't shut the hell up. Is it okay for Donald Trump to have a conversation with Vladimir Putin? Is it okay? Was it okay for President Obama to have a conversation with Vladimir Putin? Was it okay for Secretary of State Hillary Clinton to have a conversation with Vladimir Putin? Now, let's pot him back up investigation you won't answer <laughs> he didn't shut up thanks for calling will he never stopped talking 
Um, it is actually okay for Donald Trump to have a conversation with Vladimir Putin. It really is. As it was okay for everybody else to have a conversation with him because we have diplomatic relations with the country. Um, it is important to point out that nothing Donald Trump's administration has done uh, has made it easy for the country of Russia to steamroll an independent sovereign nation like the Ukraine. Um, nothing Donald Trump has ever done has made it possible for the government of Russia, which is in substantial control of a lot of the corporations in Russia, to essentially lay claim to an enormous percentage of uranium deposits in the world, thanks to the help of one Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, all because she wanted to get a little bit of kickback in the form of personal cash. That hasn't happened during the Trump administration. Um Donald Trump had a conversation with Vladimir Putin. Oh, my God. Everybody clutched the pearls. But here's the deal. Going back to the investigation and the Mueller investigation, it's, it's got to go. I mean, you've got you've to nip this in the bud before it becomes nothing more than a three-year-long albatross around the neck of not only the, the Trump administration, but also the members of Congress who can't see the forest for the trees either. See, they're, they're, they're almost as bad as Kooky Will, who was trying to filibuster the show, um, and thinking that filibustering was was going to be a substitute for um, producing offense, producing evidence of an impeachable offense, you know, keep trying. Um, but some of the Republicans are kind of sucked into that obsessive mentality as well. Um, my sitting down and having a conversation with a liberal does not mean I'm a liberal, right? We know this. I was sitting next to Scott Ross from One Wisconsin Now to debate over the John Doe investigation, of all things, at a Wisp Politics luncheon. And there I was. And we were actually cordial to each other. In fact, you could probably, if anybody had caught some hot mic moments, you could probably have heard us exchanging some, some funny comments to each other in a fairly friendly manner while we were at that Wisp Politics lunch. Does that mean that I'm sympathetic? To the inanity and the insanity of one Wisconsin now? No. Does that mean that Scott Ross is somehow a secret member of the vast right-wing conspiracy for Scott Walker? No. It has nothing to do with... None of this makes any sense, you guys, and it will not hold up in a court of law. But if the Mueller investigation continues to go on and decides it's... And, and it continues to leapfrog... From one thing to the next to the next, like the John Doe investigation leapfrogged from an investigation into theft from a veterans charity to dumping the email contents of everybody who worked in the county executive's office to using those emails to then dump the contents of people at Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce or Wisconsin Club for Growth in order to try to continue to find something to pin on Scott Walker. Someone was going to go down, right? And it, tr- and it happened. You had Bill Gardner. Kelly Reinfleisch, Darlene Wink, all went down. It had nothing to do with the original investigation, and nobody was able to hang an albatross around Scott Walker's neck. But the media wanted guilt by association to rule the day, just like Mr. Uh, just like our friend here, Will, wanted guilt by association. The Democrats want guilt by association to rule the day. Nip it in the bud, or the Republicans are going to get absolutely nothing done. We'll be right back. So now, so everybody understands, identity politics, identity politics is beyond um, 
just, you know, the sort of the, the, the main understanding of identity politics. Identity politics. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's now for the left, everything. So if you sit down and have a conversation with someone that the left considers an enemy, then you support their enemy. And so you're bad by extension. So when Obama talked to Putin, it was okay because we because the left hadn't decided that at that moment Putin was the enemy because he wasn't useful to be identified as an enemy. Well, Putin is the enemy now. So and Russia is the enemy. Now, Russia was something that Mitt Romney was mocked for bringing up in a debate by President Obama himself. Anybody who showed any concerns over Russian aggression, particularly as it related to trying to capture um, hydrocarbon resources and control energy, and particularly control, um, you know, have, have strong bludgeons against economic stability in smaller countries. Anybody who brought that up was was, you know, having old Reagan-era fantasies and didn't realize the Cold War ever ended. Flash forward, if Hillary Clinton were president of the United States and, so, and some Republicans said, hey, what about Uranium One? What about her helping to grease the skids so that a Russian company that had ties to, very strong ties to, Putin could control a substantial portion of the uranium deposits. It's kind of important to control uranium uh, access to, to raw uranium because it's what we use for nuclear power. If any Republican or conservative, say, you know, Judicial Watch or something like that, had brought it up, oh, that's just the conspiracy theorists on the right. But so you have, you have Donald Trump, who's a business guy, um, who's had business dealings with people in Russia, sits down and talks to Putin. And because the left has decided that Russia, Russia, Russia is the only thing we're going to talk about for the next four years, he's a bad guy. That's like me sitting next to a liberal and having someone say, she must be a liberal. She had a conversation with a liberal. She didn't tell anybody she was going to have a conversation with a liberal, but she had a conversation with a liberal. Or sitting next to someone who's gay. And saying, well, she must be gay. She was sitting next to somebody who was gay. We know that person's gay. She didn't tell anybody she was going to be talking to a gay person. Therefore, we conclude she's gay. That's the identity politics of the modern left. And if they keep doing that, then two things are going to happen. Number one, the Republicans will get nothing done. Number two, the Republicans will win elections in 2018. This is a, this is a Democratic Party so completely dysfunctional that it, its obsession has blinded it to its own vacuity. There's nothing, nothing that the Democrats have next year. Now think about this. The Republicans could potentially fail and fall on their faces of doing the single, the single clearest thing they've pledged to do, and that's repeal Obamacare. They could face plant. They've already pretty much face planted a couple of times, but it's not over yet. But they could totally face plant on this. 
And a whole bunch of conservatives might be mad at them. But would they be mad enough at them to go and elect Democrats next year? No, because this is what the Democrats have in response to the Republicans' face plant on fixing the problem the Democrats created. Russia, 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 Russia. That's all they've got. A story that is even making the news anchors sick and tired of dealing with it and hearing about it. So now Mueller has decided he's going to extend his investigation. This is, this is exactly what happened in the Bush administration when the, when the Democrats became obsessed with Iraq, 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 Iraq. And everything was about Iraq. The Republicans didn't get much done. But the Democrats kept losing seats. Iraq, 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 Iraq. 16 words in the State of the Union speech. Valerie Plame's name. Whether or not the intelligence for Iraq was fudged. Iraq, 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 Iraq. Investigate, investigate, investigate. Make America ungovernable. Because if America is ungovernable, then simply the status quo is expected to continue. And that's fine with a lot of Democrats, for a lot of Democrats. But I bet you a lot of rank and file nutcase Democrats actually think this is the pathway to win additional seats. It doesn't, it doesn't make the Republican Party any stronger than the Democratic Party so bad. It doesn't make the Republican Party any stronger that they're not governing either, but it doesn't make them more interested in getting anything done. When, when their opposition are people like Maxine Waters, who has given an indication that she wants to go and run for, for uh, president in 2020 because she just hates Trump that much. And she hates white privilege. White privilege, lectures about identity, intersectionality, um, microaggressions and safe spaces. And everybody is is, you know, everybody is hateful except for these great, you know, deeply soulful and caring, benevolent, beneficent Democrats who want to break the back of the American family, American culture, the American rule of law. Reject police, reject the rule of law, reject a constitution. We're the only ones, they say to themselves, that are even worth paying any attention to or listening to. Don't listen to the great unwashed masses in the middle. Well, a lot of the great unwashed masses in the middle are Democrats who voted for Donald Trump. And if we don't actually see a a better functioning two-party system here, then you're just going to see the Republicans be even more feckless than they already are. Because they don't see any competition from the other side. If you don't see competition from the other side, what's the incentive? What's the impetus to improve? When the Milwaukee Public Schools saw no competition from school choice, was there any reason for them to improve? No, they actually have nominally improved since the school choice competition has come online. Have anybody out there challenging you, nipping at your heels? Is there any reason for you to think you need to do your best? The answer is no. The Democrats are as... as Empty as they are right now, the Republicans have no reason to behave better. None. Sorry, guys. So this idea that, well, they campaigned on Obamacare, they also know that next year, even if they face plant on it, they're probably going to win elections. They're probably going to pick up seats. So I would like to think that, you know, primarying bad Republicans is the answer to making the Republicans actually behave more responsibly in federal government. I would like to think that's the answer, but it actually isn't. The answer to Republicans not doing what they said they were going to do and not behaving as if they give a damn is to make the Democrats less bad, is to hope the Democrats actually somehow bring it. 
with policy ideas, solutions to the health care crisis that they created, solutions to the problems with the ever-expanding budget. Nobody's even talking about the budget. The budget is going to balloon. We are possibly seeing debt rise to $27 trillion. Some Democrat has to come forward and say, you know, um, yeah, that's a lot. We're about ready to hit a debt crisis here. We've got an entitlement uh, program, programs that are out of control. We've got Obamacare that is threatening to collapse. We've got debt in excess potentially of $26 trillion. We have ongoing budget deficits we'll never be able to cover. And we have too many people in the United States who have already expended too much money to prop up a failed government. Until you see a couple of Democrats cross over a little bit on some of those issues. And so, you know, the end-all, be-all is not identity, identity politics. The end I don't give a damn about Russia. The end-all, be-all is making sure that this is a functioning democracy, stable enough that it can tolerate policy dissent. But we're not going to see that, and the Republicans know it. The Republicans know that. So there's no reason for the Republicans to blow up the 60-vote rule that's hanging up all pieces of legislation. There's no reason for them to say, all right, well, now we're going to knuckle down here, and we're actually, we, we, we tried a couple of times with Obamacare, but we failed. We're going to knuckle down. We're going to get it done. We're going to knock out an important piece of legislation. It's called tax reform. And all the while, we're going to walk and chew gum at the same time. And we are going to begin the process of reining in the abuses and excesses of our immigration law and start building that wall that we promised everybody we were going to build on the border. Three things. But what's the, what's the reason for them to do it? Because you're mad at them? Because I'm mad at them? Because people are still suffering under the penalties of Obamacare? Because, you know, folks are in the streets saying, you promised, you promised, you promised? Is that a good, you think, a good impetus for them to start behaving better? I'll tell you what a good impetus for them to start behaving better is. A Democrat who threatens to run against them next year, who could actually beat one of them. Or lots of them. Put a little of the fear of God into them. Be right back. You know, think about a lousy Democratic Party and how it's just never going to inspire Republicans to behave better. I remember this about six, maybe six, eight months ago, I was was chatting with Senator Leah Vukmir, and she was on her way down to Texas to give a speech, and I forget which group it was for, but she was giving a speech about how the legislature in Texas, which has been consistently Republican for a long time, has gotten fat and happy. You know, they've, they've, they've stopped being inventive. They've stopped being bold. They've gotten lazy. They've gotten comfortable. They don't want to do anything that rocks the boat anymore. There's a little bit of that in the Wisconsin legislature, though not nearly as bad as some other states. Um, but she went down there to try to shake them up a little bit and try to, try to get them to realize that they have to keep moving forward and, and reforming. Um, here's another thing, is to have effective, adequate challenges from the opposition party. But right now, the opposition party is all about letting men shower with women in the locker rooms because the left says that men aren't men and women aren't women. We are just what we identify as at that particular moment. I mean, that's just stupid. That's how crazy. And Russia, 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 Russia is not going to win Senate seats next year, even if the Republicans face plant on Obamacare, which they very well might, which is not going to be good for us. And it's not going to get us to the 
to the thing that I would like to see happen, and that is to rein in the abuses of the obstructionist cloture rule in the Senate that has prevented good legislation from being uh, advanced and passed and bad legislation from being repealed. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Vicki, thanks. Uh, does anybody remember that Obama cut, President Obama to be respectful, President Obama cut our space shuttle program to pretty much zero, I think, and then all of a sudden we had to uh, hitchhike a ride, or we may have paid a tax, tacky cab fare, I'm not sure, to the space station. So then do you think a couple of guys up there, a Russian guy and American guy, are not going to share technology for the very vital function of saving each other's lives? And then basically we have an open door with them for technology at that point. Wouldn't Am I wrong? Um, you mean when, when we hitched the uh, the Uber ride to the International Space Station? Yeah, and then we... Yeah, <laughs> we called the private. ride share on that one? Yeah, we, no, did what, private, we did both the private and the Russians as our sources. So we, we, had our we, we have to have... Re- we obviously have to have relations with Russia. We've had yeah. relations with Russia uh, since the wall came down. So, listen, even it's... It, it's even we're, yeah, World and War we're not II. going... But we're not going... They're not our enemy. No, exactly. They're not our friend. Right. But they, we have diplomatic relations with them, and yes, we do uh, work with them in some capacity, particularly as it relates to I- Islamic terrorism. Yes, um, right. And and they and they would like to, they would very much like to see us faceplant as a nation. <laughs> um, I mean, they didn't change their desire to have world domination just because right. we have diplomatic relations with them, or right. we because right. we share information, or because we share technology. Yeah. Uh, from time to time. And and it's important that we have a counterintelligence investigation ongoing. Right. And it's fine if it's in perpetuity on Russia uh, and their attempts to undermine our security system, steal our technology, uh, yeah. or otherwise harm this nation's national security. Right. Um, but that has nothing to do with whether or not we're going to have diplomatic relations with them. We're going to. And Trump talking to Putin is entirely irrelevant. I appreciate it. You know, the, the, the Obama conversation, uh, the hot mic, the, the accidental, you know, uh, hot mic conversation about Russia, you know, just wait until I win this election. I'll have a lot more flexibility. I can, you know, basically what he was saying was, I have to go in front of the people for a short period of time and beat the crap out of you guys publicly. When I win again, I won't have to do that. And we're going to have, we're going to be able to grease the skids on some of these things that you would like. But for the time being, I got to go before the American people and I've got to and I've got to beat you up a little bit. I hope you understand that. I'll have a lot more flexibility after I win elections. That alarmed a lot of the people who are watching Russia. And yet the news media. Oh, come on. We have diplomatic relations with Russia. I mean, for heaven's sakes, what do you want the president not to talk to him? You have no idea what that was supposed to be about. Nobody knows what that conversation was about. And yet, if that were Donald Trump having the exact same conversation, you'd have somebody else hyperventilating about how we need to impeach the the president because he's a foreign agent for Russia. When nobody was saying the same thing about Obama, nobody was saying the same thing about our secretary of state. They're all up uptight because ExxonMobil has has dealings, business dealings in Russia. And Rex Tillerson is now the secretary of state. Oh, my gosh. Will he be able to be patriotic in his dealings as secretary of state? By the way, Tillerson has been pretty good. As Secretary of State, nobody of the the ilk who is saying, will Tillerson be able to be patriotic and and put America's interests first? They weren't saying that when Hillary Clinton was striking the Uranium One deal. 
<laughs> they, they weren't saying that. When it was made public that the security interests of us in a nation that we deliberately de- destabilized against the best advice of most rational people, Libya, that, that, that Hillary Clinton was shortchanging the security enhancements that were being requested by our people as chaos was raining down. Nobody was saying, well, geez, was, was, you know, the potential for her and her cronies to earn lots of money with structural rebuilding contracts. Hillary Clinton putting her own interests ahead of the nation's interests. Is she truly a patriot? When she sold off the, um, the claim on uranium repositories to the, the Russian government's interests, Nobody said, oh, my, and that was well known during the election. Nobody said, oh, my goodness, I'd question her. Pay. Well, not nobody, but the people who did were looked upon like they were crazy tin hat, tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists. And now the same people who said, ah, Mitt Romney, when he brought it up in a debate, the second debate against President Obama. Mitt Romney brings up Russia and, and President Obama chortles. Oh, tough, 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 tough. Mitt Romney appears to, you know, still be trapped in a Cold War mentality, still thinks it's the Reagan era. I mean, and widely mocked and reviled by the left and, and routinely made the punchline of jokes. Those same people are saying, oh, Trump had a conversation with Putin. Oh, my gosh. There was a there was somebody from Russia who sat down with Donald Trump Jr., even though, of course, her visa for no good reason was approved specially by Barack Obama's attorney general after it was rejected by the overall Department of Justice. For some reason, the attorney general, Loretta Lynch, decides to approve this kooky Russian lawyer and her visa to come to the United States. That is completely uninteresting to any of the liberals. But that she sat down with Donald Trump Jr. and offered up some kind of opposition research on Hillary Clinton, that's, that's entirely beyond the pale. And he should be racked up on, on charges of treason. When, the, when the, the fake dossier was being peddled to Hillary Clinton people, who happily accepted it and passed it on to the, to the national press, which happily printed it, Turned out to be a completely bogus dossier on Donald Trump and Russia. That, that I mean, there was no, nobody got their panties in a wad about having a R- Russian interests peddle anti-Trump material that turned out to be totally false to people associated with the Clinton campaign. Nor did anybody bag on the Washington Post or any of the other news media outlets for publishing the information the right wing did, the right media did, talk radio did, but virtually nobody else did. It's selective outrage. Of course, of course, you know that it's selective outrage. And again, getting, you know, going back to where we started on Mueller, that selective outrage caused the Republicans to flinch. It caused a normally unflinching Jeff Sessions to flinch, recuse himself and appoint a special counsel. The same Republicans who flinched about Russia the first time, and by the way, never flinched when it was President Obama, enthusiastically embraced Jeff Sessions' recusal. And now they're saying to themselves, oops, exactly everything that was predicted that was going to happen is happening with this investigation escaping containment and now just becoming an open-ended investigation about whatever the FBI wants it to be. And that's a problem as lots of people associated with the Wisconsin John Doe learned and Louis Libby learned 
and many people throughout history have learned. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.